Hello. Yeah. Uh, give me a sec. I'm just going to adjust your trim. <laughs> nice. Talk. Um, I, I'm enjoying having my trim adjusted. How loud are you going to get? Uh, no, not much louder than this. very jumpy when I was walking here yes today especially when I walked past oh god there's a a, a, a group of uh, outside drinkers oh I hate in the those. park but there was like four or five of them um, on one side of the the path four or five on a bench on the other side so basically you had to walk through the middle of them they were mingling in between the two benches mm-hmm. one of them had gone up and basically looked like he he I don't know what he said to the woman who passed, but she kind of looked. She smiled and, and laughed it off while she was, while he was talking to her. But like I saw her as she walked past, and I just felt so bad for her. Yeah. And then kind of felt guilty that I'd not stepped in. But I'm like, well, I'm not taking on fucking ten pissed. I mean, what can you do? Exactly, and I'm not taking on ten pissed tramps. But um, just walking through them was like it, it felt like um. It was like, you know, a sort of, um, if American gladiators were still going, yeah, I think that should be one of the challenges. Walk past the, the, pi- the pisshead gauntlet. Yeah, walk through the middle of them without feeling like a bit weird and sort of your hackles going up. I was listening to Metallica at the time, so I just put a Metallica face on. And that helped? It helped a little bit, yeah. And to be fair, I'm grumpy as fuck anyway, so it wasn't difficult to do a grumpy. Apparently when I look grumpy, I look angry, and when I look angry, I, I have been told that I have the ability to look intimidating because I'm big. You're a big man, and big. Uh, and that does naturally intimidate mm. people. Uh, I feel like there are two things I want mm. to circle back to. One thing that we didn't mention last week, and mm. we really should have, was I don't think we mentioned it on the show. Uh, speaking of very big people who look intimidating, mm. even though they're not. Um, before the uh, podcast last week, as we were walking in, mm. we saw a student. I pointed him out to James. He agreed with me. Mm. We saw a student who was the spitting image mm. of uh, dwarf David Wynn. Gimli Wynn. Gimli Wynn. David, David Wynn is a, a, friend of, a friend of the show, I believe, still. And uh, even now, after us talking about dwarf, uh, dwarf David Wynn. And <coughs> it was one of those things that I saw it and immediately mm. thought, that's, that's too spot on. It was Uncanny X-Men, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he must be... Ta- I, my immediate thought was he must be tapping into something uniquely David Winnie mm. uh, that is very personal to me. There's surely, no way James is going to see this. Surely that's a comedy horse version of David David Winnie, Winnie yeah. Mm. Uh, I was thinking there's no way James is going to see this, but I have to say mm. something, um, which is uh, really the basis of most of our podcasting mm. lives is uh, I I share stuff that I don't expect James to understand, and then he does. Shouldn't shouldn't you clarify that when you say dwarf, you mean like as in sort like, of uh, Lord of the Rings yeah, Tolkien yeah, yeah. style dwarf, not yeah. someone who has who has dwarfism? No, no. not not like that. Yeah, like a like a mm. mythical style yeah, dwarf, like Gimli. Literally, literally, as if David Wynn uh, Wynn's legs were cut off mm. at the knees. I don't, I don't know if you, you you saw me mention this on Twitter. What I thought was really hilarious. Is he had an axe on his back? He, yeah. he was carrying his guitar about, he wasn't was. he? Yeah, and my axe and my axe. Yeah, but like quite literally. Can we can we circle back to the point I was trying to make about the 
walking in. Yeah, sure. Sorry. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Um, so I was walking in. I found that very intimidating. I didn't enjoy being out in public today. I, I found it very strange. It's lunchtime, though. But that's worth mentioning yeah. as well. And you've pointed this out. We had a little, we had a little dance with one of the, the university students. Mm-hmm. I find it much easier to be confident here where it's full of people in their late teens who are away from home for the first time and a little bit nervous. Yeah. It's much easier to be confident in this environment. They literally are mm. more scared of you than you are of them. They are like spiders. Yep. Yeah. Except I don't think spiders actually are more scared of, of you than you are of well, them. Well, yeah. all right. Spiders are more likely to have their fight or flight response triggered by you than you are of them. It, it's lunchtime. I agree with what you just said, but it's mm. lunchtime. We are recording during the day for various reasons, one of which is I'm going to the cinema tonight. Oh, are you? What are you going to go uh, see? I'm going to go see Luna, which is a film written and directed by Dave McKean, and he's doing. Oh, a, down uh, at the um, art house picture, yeah. he's doing a Q and A. He's afterwards. doing a Q and A, so I'm I'm going to that. So I want to. It's I nice having go. friends who, who ask you to nice things like that. Did you want to go? I did. I can't afford it. Well, I no, I can't afford to pay no. for you. I um, read I read about it the other day. It looks like it's going to be a really good event, and I don't expect to be. You never ask me to do things. Nick's um Nick never asks me. Oh my god! I do two podcasts with you. It's not enough. How much more do I need to we do? Don't, we don't socialise. I mean, if if I offered to take mobile recording equipment with us, if we went out, would you then agree to go out with me? Possibly. I, and when I say go out, there will be no expectation of sex at the end. Okay. Well, unless you're going to do it. Uh, uh. Okay. Maybe. Let's 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 talk about that afterwards. Sorry. We have a hard normally we start recording at five and actually that, that means sentence. we start recording at five thirty. We have a hard we have a hard out. Yes. Uh, because normally we start recording. We're supposed to finish by about six, half six, and actually we yeah, normally finish seven. at about half six, seven. Mm. Um and today we have literally ten, twenty, thirty five minutes. Mm-hmm. So we can't we can't do too many tangents. No. I have I'm gonna try not to everything I've seen and done this morning has reminded me of a podcast I've listened to in the last week. So Good. I'm not gonna make a reference to Harmontown uh re tangents. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make a reference to ninety nine percent invisible re mm. the curved the curved edges in the um in the toilet that we just went to. Despite the fact that's something they talked about this week. I enjoy how intensely uncomfortable that you seem to make the gentleman who came in after we'd already started weeing. You in the uh, you in the water closet, me at the urinal. I was having a conversation. And you were talking to me and he came in and uh, he just looked so shifty and uncomfortable. I don't think he'd, he quite knew what he'd walked into. He sort of... I think it made him dither between closet and urinal more than it. He, he chose closet because um, my manliness probably intimidated him or something. I think that the first person we did that to was John Ramirez Jr. And I In think that we've been speaking, doing it. We've been yeah. doing it to other people ever since. John Ramirez Jr. John Ramirez Jr. The uh, the famous comic book artist, of course. Yes, he, for, he's for anyone com- who's listening who happens not to read comic books too. I can't can't afford to do too many tangents. Um, about my wife, really, she doesn't read comic books. Oh, and she listens, doesn't she? She does. That uh, was for her. Lots of things. This is going to be thematically on point. So item yeah. number one, I've got a list of items. Yeah. Um, uh, we talked about public drunkenness and students. Yeah. We record this at my employer. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name the employer, but you, it's really easy to find out who it is based yeah. on what I'm about to say. Um, this week, or this weekend, a young uh, young female student got her head stuck in a recycling, possibly the most uh, prominent mm-hmm. public uh, recycling bin, bottle thing, recycling, bottle recycling yeah. bin 
in in the city, like right in front of the civic centre, and it, had to be cut out. She, it's been speculated on that she was, she was looking for more booze on a night out. That was something that some people said. I think it might have been a dare as well. Uh, I bet you can't get your head out of that if you stick it. I, I don't know. I, well, no, these things usually start as I bet you can't get your head in there. Yeah, and there's then, rarely sort of there's rarely sort of see through to the the point where you're going to have to extract yourself from the situation. Um, the thing is, compared to some of the things I've done when I'm mm. drunk, it, that's relatively adventurous. Uh, but most of the things I've done when I'm drunk have involved falling asleep in places that are really dangerous or stupid or, or be, they're, they're just embarrassing and a bit depressed, desperate. I'll be honest with you, at that age, um, at that age, uh, it wasn't necessarily me. It's so, a lot of hoo-ha has been made about it. The, the, Hmm. the local media jumped on it immediately. Our, our beautifully conservative local newspaper obviously, um, enjoyed it because it means they can, highlight how feckless and dreadful the youth are today. Yes. But to be honest with you, at that age, certainly not necessarily me, but many of my friends, low-level criminal damage really was generally the... Yeah, I think what she did was yeah. quite clever in that mm. she got the uh, the fire service yeah. to destroy public property rather than her doing yeah. it. I mean, I, I, at one time I remember uh, having a friend who had a friend who um, pretty much in the snap the aerial off pretty much every car in our estate. You're such a bad person. You gave a little it, sideways. It glance. definitely wasn't me. I was just trying to detect. Was it I was trying, No, I was trying to remove myself. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It honestly, wasn't me. He. Um, the reason he used to um, break the the arrows. They're the, they were the metal telescoping ones on yeah, most yeah. cars at the time. The reason he used to snap them off cars is because he'd use them as the pipes in homemade bongs. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course that'll be it. The thing I wanted to say about her, because this is already old news kind of by the weekend, is I kind of feel like, and admittedly this is entirely through uh, barely suppressed giggles on my part, mm. I feel like maybe her actual full name, she has been she has been outed in the national media yeah, all fully as, as one of our students here at this university rather than the other university that mm. Southampton has. But I, I don't. I don't think that it's necessarily in the public interest that her no. whole name be shared with the public. I think that's awful, actually, because um, in all seriousness, now when she applies for a job, that you type in her name into a Google search, it's going to be the first. That's thing. That's going to be one of the first things a potential employer sees, and I, that's not fair. If you type Southampton student yeah. uh, head in bin as yeah. well, that's also the first thing that comes up. But it's genuinely not fair. That no. is. That is, uh, I think, a case of the press either uh, not abusing their power. That's ridiculous thing to say. But it's it's th- just a level of thoughtlessness. It's mean. It is. It's very mean-spirited. Cause it very... Is, it's a funny story, yeah. Report on it because it give you a chuckle. But who needs to know her full name? No, and it's very... The SEO on it is really impressive, though. That's the thing. Literally, if you What's search it? for her S- name... SEO? Search engine optimization. Okay. If you search for her name yeah. or Southampton student head in yeah. bin you immediately get that's the top yeah. story. So that's very unfair. I, so, has she been seen around campus, do you know? I, I don't literally, uh, I came straight from reading that to, to seeing you. I, 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 wrote, I wrote this list. Mm. That was that was what I did immediately mm. before seeing you. I've uh, th- That's item one. While you're doing a bit of administration, Nick, I can't tell, this is really quick, I can't tell whether someone is stood near um, the air, the, the, the intake for the air conditioning with very strong perfume, or whether someone in here previously has had a very strong perfume on. 
I can't smell it. Ah, then it's probably, it's probably they're, they're you're, near you're the intake. The vent. They're probably near the intake. Then it's yeah. really nice. Can we go via the um, the intake later? I don't know where the intake is. Oh. They'll have moved by then. Well, if it still smells like this, we need to find it because I can't imagine uh, what a either. And I, I can't tell. It's kind of an androgynous smell, so it might be a beautiful boy or girl. But I'd very much like to look at them. Oh t- no, no, I won't tell you this about ep- that. This episode's brought to you by Cherry Coke. By the way, I bought James one. That's why he's a bit bilious. Yes, and there's maybe a bit of a sugar high impacting I was, on. I was walking on the um, on the common walking our dogs with my wife um, before I came here, and um, a couple of times I've seen him now. This it, it looks like in his late teens, and he works out in the they got working out bit in um, in the common near the kids' playground. I have to say, if I was so inclined, I'd pretty much every day walk my dogs and just sit there and watch him for half an hour. He really has quite a beautiful body. Cool. Good for him, I say. That's good. It's good that we're getting this stuff out. Both of us are getting this stuff yeah. out in our uh, early 40s, late 30s. Although it kind of speaks to lost opportunities in our earlier lives, which maybe we'll never really get over. What's that? What do you mean? Uh, the uh, the a- admiration and adoration of the male form. I don't know. I've always found I've it. always kind of had it in the background. No, I thought, <laughs> I've always been a bit homoerotic. Yeah, pretty long time. Of, yeah, I'm not. I'm not comfortable necessarily. Merno is homoerotic. Uh, so that was item one. Yeah. No tangents, James. You're doing Sorry. a really bad job. Uh, item two. After last week's show, and but all we should of this be... stuff is you've put it together. It's all about you. I, I need to fit something about me in here. Next week, when we got more time, <laughs> you can write a list. <laughs> <coughs> You can write a list and we'll, we'll do yours. Yeah, but you'll check it twice. Uh, right, so it's all important stuff. Uh, it wouldn't take so long, you see, if it wasn't for... Me. You, are you what? Are you going to take your... Are Welcome you gonna take, to One Grown Man. Are you going to write the write the net, the address of the podcast and then next time you see the guy on the common, you're going to mm. go and take it over and say, look, you might you might be interested in listening to this. Is this, is this supposed to be your love letter to the guy down on the common? I, I don't think you understand the sort of the complexity of my feelings about this. I don't like love him and want a physical relationship with him. I just really admire his body. He's got a really well worked on body. He's very tall, very lean, and he's very muscular. He's sort of. It's not about. Uh, it's not about your relationship to that sort of stimulus. It's my. If I like a body, if I like a body, I kind of want to. I for me, the the first stage is liking looking at something yeah, and then want, I want to touch it. Yeah, I don't want to have sex with everything that I look at and I like. Anyway, the um, the the next item, the lady that I was talking, you know, last week uh, in the last episode, I was talking about how um, I saw a friend of mine, a female friend of mine mm. at work who was wearing a nice outfit and then I got tangled because I didn't say that it was a nice outfit first thing. And and then I, I kind of got really preoccupied by it because I'm used to people kind of teasing, teasing you in the workplace if you say something nice about someone else. I remember else. it very well. Um, she, uh, I mentioned it on Facebook, hmm. and uh, and she now listens to the show. Oh hi there. So um, so what I'm now concerned about is does this hey, mean nice outfit? Yeah, should I be? Uh, oh God, you with your voice. With your sexy voice, James. Oh, was that a sexy voice? I didn't mean it's it. always it's a sexy voice. Um, yeah, I mean, so now that a colleague at work um, uh, and a friend at work listens to the show, because mm. I've been trying to get other people to listen for a while, but now that now that uh, someone who sometimes is prone to wearing nice outfits did often you, is prone to Did you to manage to clarify exactly what the outfit is? Because we really stumbled. 
No, and I don't, I don't, I don't know how to describe outfits. Okay. I, I cut. I think I cut a bit of that out of the show because I got oh, really, right. really confused. We as to were, how to we describe. got, we got really tangled up, didn't we? Yeah, I didn't. She wasn't bearing a midriff. Yeah, that's the, that was seemed to be the main point. But of, it, but anyway, so now she listens to the show. Apparently, her daughter this this morning accidentally uh, uh, opened up the podcast on her show. So I'm thinking, should we now be a bit more careful about because we talk about wanking a lot? How old is her daughter? Four or five, I think. Oh crikey! Yeah, so she might not understand a lot of it. I really, but dig, uh, I really dig my little pony. I was watching a lot of my little pony at the weekend. But at the same time, now my favourite is uh, Rainbow Dash. I don't think we have to. Be- well, okay. this is the question though: Do we now pander to the fact that uh, to the fact that people who know us in real life, yeah. um, in a more professional context, because I'm very professional at work, mm. and so is she. Mm. So, are we now? Are we now more careful about what we say? Are we even capable of doing well, this? Is there what, a Schrodinger's podcast thing going on? Well, here? I, I tell you what, right? Let, let's let's pose a question to the um, the listener that would potentially draw out a younger a younger demographic. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to ask a question, and if we get lots of people replying, we know that our demographic is skewed really young, right? Pinkie Pie, pony on the edge of a nervous breakdown, question mark, discuss. I understood uh, the words nervous breakdown in that question. Yeah. And that was literally it. Yeah. Possibly unsurprisingly. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, listener, if you have an opinion on Pinkie Pie, pony on the edge of a nervous breakdown, question mark, question mark please uh, get in touch with us at... Uh, 2gmpodcast.gmail.com 2GM to, What James just said. Yeah. Uh, or on Twitter... At 2GM Pod, or I'm Nick Site. Or you could just write a letter um, to the university where the girl got her head stuck in the but Nick, care of the university with the, the head where stuck the girl, girl head stu- Southampton, and it'll get here. But the other thing is, uh, the, the, the other thing is now moving forward, what, what am I supposed to do about. Um, the when she wears a nice outfit or when am I, am I now expected to be like a fashion consultant I don't know the expectations are heavy today she was wearing the same outfit mm. again was that deliberately to garner positive response from me or I, I don't know I, I think the likelihood of, of anyone asking you to be their fashion consultant Nick is um, slim you're so mean um, item I think we've we've adequately mm. dealt with that. Item, very quick one. We had some friends over this weekend. Uh, hello, Dommy. Hello, Jamie. Hello, we got, hello, Dommy and Jamie. We got talking about... He won't ask me over when he's got other people. <laughs> we got... God you never forbid. come over. I never get invited. Oh, I won't come over. Sense. I won't come over out of the blue. I need an invite. We like a like a vampire. He's only known like me an what, emotional vampire. How long have we known each other? What, five, six years now? And you don't, you just don't know me, do you? It's like the Simply Red song, isn't it? Uh, is there a simply read song called "You Don't Know Me"? If you don't no, know me by now, I was thinking about Roller Coaster. But <laughs> the Roller Coaster is Stevie Wonder, isn't it? I oh, know. I think it's the Chili Peppers. Oh, I don't know. Um, yes. So they were over. Uh, conversation uh, turned to uh, porn, and uh, I mentioned James Dean at the dinner table, and. Um, my, uh, I, someone asked me what he's like, and I said, "Well, he's a very attractive man. I think he's a very good-looking man. Very good-looking for porn. Certainly, uh, English pop, uh, British porn stars tend to be quite grotesque. But this guy, James Dean, who's an American guy, uh, he's better looking than most American porn stars. I've talked a lot about James Dean, and uh, my uh, wife Amy um, said, "Oh, I want to see what this guy looks like." 
and she said, how do I find out what he looks like? And I said, well, I mean, someone said, you just, you've got a, an Android phone, just, just search for him. And so she searched for him and said, well, it's just like, it doesn't say. And then, uh, one of our other friends, uh, Jamie, said oh yeah he is quite good looking because he'd found the wikipedia page but uh, amy said oh i'll just i'll click on images and was suddenly faced with uh, uh explicit uh images of uh james dean's james dean's face and penis and lady who, vaginas and stuff who would have thought image searching for a well-known porn star would would garner such results well this is the point of the item is uh, i think it's kind of cute because it's not that amy and i are alien to pornography she understands it she even has been known to enjoy it at, at times but it had never occurred to her that if you googled a porn star in google you'd get you'd get actual pornography in your phone and uh, and she was so amazed and um amused and enlivened by this that we had the surreal moment where amy was like Look, look, Dommy, look. There's, there's loads of cocks on my phone. Which was a very surreal moment. We, I wouldn't, we're not prudish on these evenings. Quite the opposite. But it was an interesting, surreal moment for me. That I did re not realise my wife did not know this stuff. That's why Nick won't invite me to his house. I'm a, I'm a well-known stuffed shirt. Do you know that totally wasn't on my running order? That really confused me. I just added it. You can't put a running order in front of me and then change things and not tell me. That put me into a tailspin. You're Sorry. lucky I'm not breaking the desk, mate, frankly. Sorry, shall we, uh, shall we just briefly jump to our children? What's Scarlett doing at the moment? Um, well, she's at school. Actually, there's another thing. We think we might have seen her and her class. Uh -huh. We're walking on the common. There's this big group of Littleys, and I said to Nicola... Is that what we call them, Littleys? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's fine. Past you? We're not calling them younglings, then. No, no, because um, I must have missed that memo. I was watching the Plinkett review of um, Revenge of the Sith, where they, all the younglings get killed. It's horrible, dreadful fucking film. That awful yeah. Revenge of the worst of the three by a long way, I think. Worst of the six. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, if it's worse of the three, if it's the then worst it of the three the prequel, thing. yeah, it must be the worst of the Star Wars films by a long way. Littley's it, on the common. It's weird that we live in a world where um, uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith were so bad that they make The Phantom Menace look like the fourth best Star Wars film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fourth, best of, fourth yeah. best of four films. Yeah. Shouldn't be good, should it? No. Um, and, and I speculated as to whether um, they were from Scarlet's Cross. Oh, there's a lot of red over there. Not thinking for a minute. Got into the um, got into the car park and there were two minibuses from Scarlet School. We think we might have seen Scarlet's class group. Ah. Um, I, I was like really tempted to double back and see if we could see it, but obviously, if we did that and she saw us, then we then sort of basically we, we were ambushing a school day and she'll want to come home. Yeah, and, and yeah, and also, <clears> but <throat> but there would have been the potential for you to gather information so you could really freak her out at home later on. Well, I might do. So what did you mm. get up to today, Scarlett? And then as she says everything, you could just say, did you do this? Yeah. Did you go to the park? Yeah, that would have been weird. Did, did you gather leaves? Just stalk her, stalk her for the day. It's possible, very possible it was, um, it was her. But, um, she is, what is she specifically doing that's delightful? Um, she started this week, started sleeping without pull-ups. Oh. So we've only had two days of it. So, she had a very small accident Sunday morning, uh, slept, had a dry night last night, so. Oh, nappy, like a pull-up nappy. Yeah, but yeah, we, yeah, she, she, she's continued to wear a pull-up for, until now. Yeah. Uh, but no, she started, very proud of her, she dresses herself, 
that's the thing that really blows my mind now is um, Nikki told me on some Saturday night, Nikki told me that Scarlett was going to do that. She'd asked to do it, which is brilliant. She's introduced it herself. Mm-hmm. We were going to start, it's half term next week. We were going to start it in half term, I believe. But Scarlett instigated it. It just really spun me out how quickly she's maturing and wanting to do things for herself. She started, she started almost her catchphrase at the moment is, I want to do it myself. Which is, which is lovely. But I was talking to Nikki, I was in the kitchen and she just walked in, uh, pajamas. Mm-hmm. She just, she, she'd taken it on herself to, get to get changed, thing. which is just, she needs, obviously she needs emotional support. She needs financial support from us at the moment. There's certain things that she can't do for herself, but there, there's very little now that she isn't self-sufficient with. That's quite in cool. In terms of like day to day, she's sort of incredibly low maintenance now, apart from the, the emotional and, um, financial. Uh, burden. How redundant are you feeling? <laughs> at the moment? Do you mean with Scarlet or <laughs> with just Scarlet, in general? Yeah. I'm feeling like I'm redundant at the moment, yeah. Um, no, not at all, because to be fair, um, you know, emotion is probably, you know, one of my, my key areas. I'm, um, positive or negative, I do emotions. Yes. Yes, you do. Too fucking many of them. I love it. Well, I don't love it when you're in pain, mm. but I love it when you're happy. Yeah. You're not you're not very happy very often than I, yeah. No. No. The uh okay, so I don't I mean that that reminds me of something about Noah that I was I was, gonna, I was just literally just about to say how's Noah. He's good. He has a cold, uh which okay. he's had for several weeks. Mm. Which was literally the most interesting thing I could think of to say about him up until you started talking about dressing. The, every time I help Noah get dressed, mm. I'm amazed by one thing that I, I really didn't expect from a baby was and I don't know if all babies are like this mm. but how quick how early they start helping you put their mm-hmm. clothes on yeah yeah with Noah it was like unnervingly mm. early but at a time when we were kind of it was suggested to us we'd have to do everything like mm. when he was about two months old wow he he was already helping mm. when you when you gave him the armhole on mm. on a on a top or something he mm. he'd he'd know to find the and I still struggle with that sometimes with you, long you know what that means don't you he's probably a genius I I think it means I think it's uh, the the metric for so uh, a, a socializing ability or something I think I I would have thought it was a de- dexterity thing mm. but apparently the awareness to help mm-hmm. you when you're trying to do something like that means that he's 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 quite socially capable for his age. The way you've spoken about that, it sounds like you're child rearing along the crystal maze um path of I'll oh, take a dexterity challenge, please. Oh no, I'm definitely looking at what points he has in each in each skill area. Yeah. And dexterity's quite good, but socializing is quite good as well. Don't send him into the crystal dome at the end though. I don't think he's gonna waste that. Not at this point, no. no. If you've got if you've got dexterity, then you will be very good at uh th- that's really good for certain life skills that are gonna become important to him soon, I think. Mm. But if, if he you, wants to be a gymnast? Yes. And if you have lots of points in socialising, though, mm. then you can convince other people to do stuff for you, which is also quite useful. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, I mean, he's your, your son. He'll probably be quite manipulative. This is, this is almost, <laughs> it's almost like we're on rails, though, because the next item... Oh, oh just quickly, though. Uh, he keeps bumping his head. Mm. Yesterday we had a moment where he deliberately, deliberately, as I was walking him through a doorway, I was holding mm. him, and we were walking through a doorway, he deliberately, like, flexed himself so that the side of his head hit the door frame. Brilliant. 
they, they, they're all right with that, though, aren't they? They can bang their heads quite a lot. As long as there's a recovery time in between, because it's secondary concussions, the really dangerous one. Right, okay, we'll keep an eye make, on that. Make a note of that. So what I've written here is, after a conversation I had this morning with someone, um, which reminded me of the road again, how much should we, bearing in mind the state of everything, mm. uh, banks and economy are probably going to collapse properly mm. soon, uh, we're running out of fuel and everything, although it's probably at least 200 years before the species just has no more future on this planet, really. Um, how much should we be preparing our children for a post-apocalypse, you and I specifically, Scarlett? And I know we've talked about this a little bit before, um, but but in terms of what life skills should we give them? So if mm. Noah's good at dexterity, he might be good with a bow and arrow, which would I be might, quite useful I might useful just take skill. around Southampton and show her good points to suicide. Yeah? Mm. You see, you're like, that's Amy's... Um, Whenever we're watching, I'm it's sure got, I've... It's got to be the itching bridge, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure, well, I don't know, because quite often there's just very deep mud at the bottom of it. I still kill you. Yeah, but slowly. <laughs> like, you'll land in it and then... No, the drown. impact still kill you. Will yeah. it? Okay. Will it? Yeah. Okay, good. I'll bear that in mind. Uh, you when need it, to watch more Mythbusters. You should see the uh, the impact from a falling body. It's uh, Once you hit the ground, you're going, mate. <laughs> Whenever Amy and I watch a horror film or anything with lots of peril in, uh, where someone is in a difficult situation, say a zombie apocalypse, mm. or just if they've been kidnapped and stuck in a room with someone else, or mm. like the Saw films or something like that, we can gauge Or trapped how, in a job they don't care for. Yeah, we can gauge, yeah, we can gauge how... Um, how bad the situation is by the point at which Amy says, I would have killed myself by now. Yeah. It's She She doesn't, uh, in my case, I'd always be like, let's see how far we can take this. Mm. How good would I be at dispatching mm. zombies or or how soon would I, mm. um, how soon would I uh, stoop to cannibalism mm. and how willing would I be to choke the life out of a, a scavenger who came into my area if they didn't have any weapons. And she's immediately like, oh, I'd have killed myself before we even got to that it, point. It depends. At the end of the day, in a post-apocalyptic world, Darwinian rules will apply. It will be the survival of the fittest. Yeah. So unless you are a particularly fine specimen and in great health, you're fucked. So, you know, if Scarlet's going to be anyone, anyone, any, anything like me, Suiciding will probably be the best thing you can do in terms of perpetuating the species, because in a in a world where it's survival of the fittest, I mean, to be fair, to be fair with you, mate, um, the fact that I won't be able to get hold of my prescription in a post apocalyptic world means I'm probably going to off myself anyway, because I'm taking blood pressure medication. I'm not in a good place to to survive the apocalypse. Full stop. Well, there's another version of events not where, with this knee. where if all but ten percent of people mm. suddenly died, mm. the world would get a lot more calm and chilled out I don't think if it all happened at the same time I think there'd be quite a lot of consternation at first maybe but 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 literally the people doing it would be so far away from you that you wouldn't hear it just be really serene I think but so anyway so life skills I'm thinking it, 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 because it's a gamble isn't it you can either bring, you can either bring them up to be mm. socially capable and you can bring them up for a nice world where there are nice things, where they can have, you know, you give them coping strategies for bullying and stuff like that, for being yeah. bullied and stuff like that. I think that. that's but probably the most appropriate way if you're going to decide on a path of parenting. I think preparing them for the world in which we actually live is probably the most sensible way. But the world they're most likely to occupy in their 20s is Mad Max. I don't necessarily agree with that. So you don't think emotional detachment is a good skill to teach them? No, I, I just think it's something she'd pick up from me um, automatically. In terms of... 
what I've written is, would you want them to try and keep you alive, further risking themselves, or would you counsel that they leave you behind? Oh, leave me behind. Yeah, that's mm. why. I was, would you offer yourself up to be eaten? Yes. Yeah, I think I would. Mm. Um, I really do care I, about the little sprout. I, I, um, I, I generally, until I had Scarlet, I didn't know what it was to have selfless emotions towards another human being. Yeah, I can and, that. And um, to who, um, for a human being who I genuinely valued their life above my own. There are plenty of people whose lives I value equally, but um, she's the first person where I've had like genuine sort of like, I, oh, no, I actually know what people mean when they say I'd throw myself in front of a bus for you, you know. It's... I felt that way about our first dog, about oh. Anya the Dalmatian. It worries me, isn't it? Like, uh, do these psychopath tests when you find it easier to have these sort of uh, emotions of attachment with an animal more than you do a human being? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I I, I'm not very good at tests. I genuinely get angry about people who say they like animals more than they like human beings. I find that really troubling. I don't know if I like them more, but she is the what? only she's the only she's the only thing that relies on me. Like if I saw a human being, so you'd throw yourself in front of a bus for the only thing that relies on you. Who's going to feed it? No, I wouldn't. I mean, what, what's the scenario we're talking about? Is it specifically a? You would lay down your life. No, if we were in a forest. Mm. And someone was coming after her with knives. Yeah, I would stop them for long enough for her to run off. Fuck that! I can throw the dog out and go out myself and peg it. Because she could forage. I love my dogs. I couldn't live with having left her behind. Well, what about Noah? So you've you've sacrificed yourself for a dog and you've left Noah fatherless. No. Yes. No, I said until Noah was born. All right. I would I, not. I said no. Actually, I didn't. I said the first thing i felt that for was the dog I'd, and I'd, then when I'd, amy once amy had my child inside mm, her yeah because he belongs to me mm. as does she they am belong with me then uh then i felt the same way about her but not not at any point up till then i think i probably would this throw myself under, i probably would throw myself under a bus for nicola I, it depends I, I, whether to we, be honest. depends whether we'd had a falling out just prior to it or not i'm i'm lying most of the time i would have sacrificed my life for amy Good. Most for of the time. Yeah. But after an argument, I don't know if I would. You're absolutely I love right. my pets, but there's no way I'm sacrificing. I mean, if anything, they can be cannon fodder for me. I'm only on, yeah. I am. I'm above that. Any of the other? Pets. How can you? How can you see your animals above you in the pecking order? You're being all wrong about being a dog owner. I am the alpha in our. It's the only place in the world I'm an alpha. But in my pack, I'm an alpha. Isn't being the alpha? Isn't that a form of responsibility though? It is, but like my responsibility is to the whole pack, not an individual bloody dog. So I'm not going to sacrifice my life for one of them because I need to be there for all of them. Well, at the time, at the time that I got Anya, mm. it was just her and me, and I wasn't feeling very great about myself. I would not have survived that time if I didn't have a doggy to cuddle. So maybe you're just talking from a point of privilege. Yeah, I am. I've got where massive, the dogs have always been disposable. I've got massive dog disposable privilege. If one. If one uh, if one gets a bit ill or something, you can just write it off. Get another oh, one. Don't. One of us has got a poorly leg at the moment. She needs to go to the vet. It's really worrying me. We bumped into uh, we, we bumped into some friends of mine that I hadn't seen in a really long time. An ex of mine. No, we're talking about my dogs now. No, no, th- this is relevant. Uh, an ex of mine and her uh, husband and their daughter and my. Did ex you look was... at them thinking shit? That could have been us. No. Uh, my ex was that is a pastime I do a lot with on Facebook with ex girlfriends, but but generally I'm like, wow, they had a lucky escape. Look mm. at their life; it's lovely. Wouldn't yeah. have been like that with me. Um, 
Do you get really disappointed when they turned into the sort of people that do family newsletters at Christmas? None of them do. I remember when I was a kid, this is a really quick aside, remember when I was a kid... You don't know how to do those. Because <laughs> <coughs> you keep interrupting. Let me, let me flow, <laughs> let me flow, and I promise this will be over in under a minute. When I was a kid, um, my dad worked with uh, a lady called June, and she was just the coolest person in the world. She's a punk. She rode a motorcycle. She was in her early 20s at the time, and I just adored her. I was about four or five at the time, and I just she'd come round once a week for a spig, a bit like Auntie Jane does with Scarlet, but she'd come round for a spig. Only uh, Jane's not a punk and doesn't ride a motorbike. But um, she'd come round once a week, and I just I absolutely adored her. Um, my, after my dad died in 99, because we lost touch with her. So after my dad died in 99, we, we got in touch with her and she commiserated with us. But I was absolutely devastated to find that she'd become one of those people who had, had this really middle-class life and did the newsletters <laughs> uh, um, at Christmas. I was crestfallen, to say the least. Because that's the worst crime someone is capable of. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> um, newsletters are nice, Have you ever considered though? getting a job in the tabloid media? Newsletters are nice. What's wrong with them? Why do you hate people who do them I so just, much? I find them, I, I, and apologies if anyone's listening who does them, I just find them irritatingly twee. I wish, I wish I, I could be organised enough to do them. If I'm that, I mean, if like I'm, if matching I, outfit photos and stuff like if, that. If I'm that invested in your family... I already know all of the facts in your newsletter. If if I am not that invested in your family, if we're not that close, I don't fucking care. You know, we've all got... But the, you, any more than the person writing the newsletter gives a flying shit about my life, and why should they, you know? Okay, I understand. Let's live in a, a cold, harsh world where no one's ever nice to each other. <laughs> right, very, very quickly, we really don't have enough time for this, but we got a uh, an, a message from Kiha, um of the dissecting worlds uh there's a an elder god uh shifting in the walls nearby somewhere so if you can hear that listener i'm very sorry um he asked when to broach death because they just watched disney's tarzan which has a lot of death in it actually mm. and between that and trying to explain why you need to be strapped in in the car they're dancing around the issue with the two and the three to four year old have you, you've yeah. dealt, we've talked about it before, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we've talked about it. How In did fact, you broach it? Funnily enough, uh, Scarlet, 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 Scarlet said to Scarlet, me, Scarlet. Scarlet said to me yesterday, when I'm 14, will I die? And I said, I shouldn't think so. At least 30, that's Logan's um, run. We, we've kind of just said to her that, you know, when people die, they go to sleep, you don't see them again. It's, um, happens to everyone. It's just a part of, just being matter of fact without being graphic about it, you know? It's, I, I think, um, I, over the years, I've had an awful lot of issues with it, and it's something that I've, I've really been troubled with psychologically is, is the concept of death over the years. But I just think now I'm relatively comfortable, and, you know, I, I, I don't have a... I think one of, the, one of the issues I had growing up was the fact that it got mixed up with um, some religious belief when I was younger. So I got to the point where I was in my early teens, and I believed that when you died, you'd go to heaven, there'd be an afterlife, so there's nothing to worry about. And then I became uh, an atheist or an agnostic in my early teens. And all of a sudden, it's sort of then death seems like this huge, gaping, terrifying chasm that you're going to fall into of nothingness. Whereas, like, I think I've got a reasonably sort of a clear idea of how I feel about that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, we've just tried to be straight with Scarlett. I can't remember when the subject was first broached, but she was very young. Mm-hmm. Two, or, two or three when we've had a conversation with my like she's seen pictures of my dad yep. and and i've told her that um that um you know he's um he's dead and we've spoken about that 
your cat died as well when she was around that age. Or did yeah. that not really come yeah, up? Yeah, no, she did, didn't really come up at the time. She also went to Nicola's grandma's funeral, but she was more hilarious at that more than wondering, what's that man saying? Mm. He's he's talking about his mummy. I need a wee. Mm. Oh, Excellent. Brilliant. That's always my next response after mm. asking a question like that. Because yeah. really, broaching the subject about what someone mm. is doing yeah. is my way of acting like I'm engaged when what I really want to ask or do is is announce that I need to go to the toilet. I should clarify, that was during uh, Nicola's Uncle Martin's eulogy for his mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we covered that. I thankfully haven't had to deal with it yet. Noah's still too young to really understand mm. stuff like that. It's possible I'm going to over-explain it. I, I think that's a danger. I, I, I think you have to go... In. I'm going to say my, what some people say. My My opinion is honest, open, but not harsh. I think I'll say, as some people say, that you just go to sleep and then mm. never wake up. Yeah. But it's nice, though. Not not yeah. as terrifying as that sounds. Mm. Uh, but other people say a man comes out from under your bed mm. and takes you to the Netherland. And then some people believe mm. that you need to be cremated. Some people believe there's a wheel that you're on. And if you're a bad person, you come back as a worm. Actually, I have I have mentioned the whole thing about um, you, you go and you become like part of the 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 wider universe universe and stuff and sort of said you go to sleep and then your body becomes goes back and becomes part of the universe and so forth so it's the the thing of it is listening to all of this it all sounds good except that if someone is predisposed to be overly imaginative or a bit Mm. neurotic or a bit upset there are horrors in every single thing you can tell them there isn't death, there isn't a hundred percent reassuring way of putting it. De- no, because death's horror, uh, yeah. horrific, horrific and terrifying. So, but it, it is something that we all have to cope with. I think, personally speaking, that you need to broach it as soon as it's mentioned, and I think you need to um, you need to counsel them in the way um, within the bubble of the belief system that they're going to be brought up in. Mm-hmm. Um, final item: We are not talking about GamerGate. That is literally all we can say about it because we're out of time. It's uh, loathsome. I I did watch. You, you're so annoyed. You're going to edit that out, aren't you? No. I'm allowed an opinion. Yeah. Well, everyone's allowed an opinion. Mm. Apparently, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's. Everybody's. Everybody thinks they're not allowed an opinion, and everybody keeps voicing their opinions. What, I'm, why, not, I'm not why, angry at you. It's why just are you that, oppressing me? It's just specifically my notes were about how why how both sides of it are tedious. Why are you oppressing me? And maybe people need to get a fucking grip. Because of my biases, I find one side more tedious than the other. The program, I'm aware. Look, I'm aware that it's because of my biases. I'm just gonna. Okay, right. No, we can't no, do this. No, 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 no. We don't. No, we have la, to. La, 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 la. We have to. No, we don't. Um, we do because it's What's important. What's going to change? What's going to change if we do it? Nothing. That's what. I'm gonna, it's gonna fester no. inside me and I'm gonna be very upset. What harm can come from things festering inside well, you? Well, this is exactly my point. Right, so what I've written, right, okay, these are very, why don't you just, notes. why don't you, you should just read out what you've written and leave it right. at that. Uh, I, I read an article about the parents of Gamer Gators. Uh, it was a huge wasted opportunity. It was interesting to begin with because it was like these people saying, oh, I overheard my son talking to someone about Gamergate and he's not a misogynist and he he doesn't like the fact that people are getting mm. threatened and stuff, but he does feel like the, the media is biased and I don't know how to deal with it. Mm. And, uh, and so the first part of the article was uh, interesting. Uh, I thought that that was indicative of deeper issues in the way people discuss things in public and how people deal with it when their kid believes something they disagree with. But 
But then the second part of it was all about how funny and hilarious and embarrassing it is that Gamer Gators are so awful, which didn't live up to the promise of the beginning of the thing. Because there's an important conversation, which is a kind of a two grown men conversation to have about what happens when your child comes home and believes stuff that you don't believe in. Really, you should put a pin in that because um, Scarlett was inadvertently racist during the week. So. Yep, we definitely saw about that next week. Yeah. I'm sad we didn't today. Uh, I only just remembered it. Uh, being moderate, the thing I've discovered, being moderate about it seems to irritate people. The people have got really defensive, usually about stuff I haven't even mentioned. If I suggest that possibly the people who are anti-Gamergate are a bit smug and reductive about the way they're dealing with it. Sexist. Or misogynistic or whatever. People are, yeah, people are horrible. No, I'm calling you a sexist. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're, being, you're playing into yeah. the, what I'm saying. Yeah. But, but at the same time... The I'm fact, using humour. At the same time, the fact that I'm, I've been relatively even-handed mm. when I've talked to about it seems to have wound people who are obviously pro-Gamergate up Misandrist. as well. Yes, I think I'm a misandrist. I definitely think that. I certainly hate me and you. <laughs> um, Not as much as I hate us. And so uh, the other thing I've written, uh, pro-gamergators end up sounding like truthers, yeah. but anti-gamergators are smug and reductive. Mm. Uh, both make constant bad faith mm. arguments, none acknowledge that the question, what is actually at stake? And that's mm. what relates to what you were talking about. What is at stake if you and I don't agree about this? What is at stake if video game journalists take kickbacks? Even though they don't, they just get given stuff to review for free. Mm. Uh, what is at stake if you read a review about a video game that you don't agree with? Or actually, what is at stake um, if people are idiots on the internet? From any perspective, things nothing is really at stake because it, we're all there are eight billion of us on this planet. Do you there think, are eight billion of us. James. Do you think it would start Comic Book Gate if we admitted that we'd been given comic books to review on our comic book podcast? I don't. What if one of us slept with a comic creator? Wouldn't make a fucking difference. Just thinking about which one I'd like to sleep. I think I'm probably going to um, plump for David Wynn. <laughs> As if you even had to think about that. Mm. Uh, yeah, what is actually at stake is, is a question that is difficult to answer from anyone. Anyone who tries ends up sounding or feeling like they're either insane or an idiot. When you talk about the stuff that Game and Gators say, you start sounding like a lunatic. When you start talking about the arguments against Gamergate, you end up sounding like an idiot. It's it's really difficult. Mm. Um, but basically, it's that's just modern political discussion. That's just how it is now. It is, yeah, About yeah. anything. Absolutely. There's no middle ground, and mm -hmm. the middle ground winds people up. Yeah. Um, and another thing I wrote was, I guess everybody has their 911 then. I don't really know what that meant. I'm assuming that everyone has their um, telephone number for... The emergency yeah, services. So, for example, in this country, it's either 111 or 999. In America, it's 911. I'm not sure what it is in Canada. I think Probably 912. I think there are people who can tell when they listen. It's what I meant by the whole truth of thing. Mm. There are people who can tell when they hear a, a World Trade when they hear a World Trade Center conspiracy mm. and oh, you, you talk to someone like that yeah. mm. and you talk to someone like that and when you disagree with one thing they say or point out that it's nonsense they mm. shift to another thing Yeah, people are doing that yeah. about this yeah, they're so horribly entrenched in their own views that there is nothing no. it's a bit like the Today program where basically you know um, when they have debates they just get two very angry people from polar opposite sides of the argument and have them Oh God! What was I listening to today? It was basically—it was ridiculous. There was no need for a bun fight, and there was five minutes of discussion. It was about, you know, 
Jesus Christ. Really, 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 really quickly, I promise you. It, it was about bloody um, regulation on um, insurance um, comparison sites, but I had two people from polar opposite sides, and in five minutes I learned nothing about the issues whatsoever. And on that bombshell, listener... I've got to go. Bye-bye. I should have been back. I think there's a student on a motorbike about to come into the front of the sounds of things. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, James. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.